Welcome in. Good to have you. Happy Tuesday. Um, there is a wild story out there that I have a hard time wrapping my brain around. No pun intended. Because Elon Musk's company, Neuralink, has officially implanted a device that will hypothetically let humans wirelessly connect their brains with their phones, with their computers and other devices. They have successfully installed the first implant from Neuralink. It it looks about the size of, you stack two Oreos up together. And it's got these very small needles that go into the cortex and that allows your brain to control your your cell phone or control the computer hypothetically now the person who underwent this surgery of course hasn't been identified but according to elon musk who wrote on x they are recovering well initial results show promising neuron spike detection and he also added that referring to the cellular activity between our brains and our nervous systems, all systems look good. And this came after Neuralink got FDA approval last May, saying that they wanted to recruit people who are over 22 years old and are are quadriplegics or have spinal cord injuries or ALS. Uh, All of those people were qualified to be test subjects. The, the clinical study is called PRIME, Precise Robotically Implanted Brain-Computer Interface. Neuralink says that its implant produces uh, custom-made microscopic needles and that the tip of each needle is 10 to 12 microns in width, which is only slightly larger than the diameter of a red blood cell. It allows them to get into the cortex without any any real damage. Now, that to me is wild. Wild. Now, I guess the question then becomes is, is this something that you would sign up for? Right? Well, you are able-bodied. You don't need to. You don't need to. But if, as this technology becomes more and more advanced and precise and, you know, potentially... Uh, common is this something you would you would sign up for me no no, no. ever and it's going to be a hard way to hide this they said oh he's not being identified he'll be the guy with the two oreo things stacked on his head right yeah unless he wears a hat all the time yes be like, could, what's, put what's a, a stylish fedora head? or yeah, something what's, what stuck, what's that stuck to your head did you ever see the movie wally yes okay so we just watched Wally with the kids for the first time the other day. I didn't see that movie in a long time. Yeah. Uh, the whole point of Wally is that humans took terrible care of Earth, and so they went on this like I, I don't know floating yep. oasis in space. Yep, like a cruise. And they're just there forever. Like they just live there now. Um, but they're on these like they're all fat and overweight. Yeah, they didn't take care of themselves. They either. don't take yeah. care of themselves. And they don't have to do anything. Like, they don't have to stand up. Everything kind of floats around and they go about their business. Or they don't actually have to take a sip of water because the 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 s- straw comes to their face. Ooh. Like, you don't have to do anything. Kind of down with all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels like that's where we would be heading with Neuralink. It kind of does, yeah. I got 
to tell you, I, I know people don't really like Elon Musk for whatever reason. Yeah. There has been throughout history the need for people to push the boundary, the need for innovators and people to to try to push us to another level, another frontier. Yeah. Nobody's doing that except Elon Musk. And look, if you want to say you're putting these needles in somebody's brain, that, that maybe we're not quite there yet. Fine, fine. But my point is, this is a guy who's trying to get people to space. This is a guy who's trying to reinvent the auto industry. This is a guy who is pushing, pushing, pushing the boundaries. Right. Again, like him or not, you know what? What Jeff Bezos is doing or did is not the same. You're you're becoming a a a conglomerate, a, a monopoly. You are becoming the the singular destination for any product ever. But you're not pushing the boundary. You're not pushing what's possible. You're not giving people a a a a a, a product or a new way of doing things. Or I, it just it everything is different with the way Elon Musk is doing it. And again, like him, hate him, doesn't matter. But in an in an age when technology feels so advanced already. Pushing that envelope, I find to be very exciting. Now, I don't know that I would do this at all, but but the fact of the matter is somebody is pushing the envelope, and I, I at least respect that. Um, meanwhile, according to a report today from CNN, the Illinois State Board of Edu- uh, Elections voted unanimously to dismiss a challenge to former President Donald Trump's candidacy appeal likely coming. A panel voted 8-0. to zero on a bipartisan basis to dismiss the challenge, finding that it didn't have the jurisdiction to adjudicate whether or not Donald Trump could be on the ballot citing the 14th Amendment. Uh, Meanwhile, the trial of Jennifer Crumbly on involuntary manslaughter charges stemming from her son's murderous rampage at Oxford High School continuing today. Yesterday, the counselor who called the Crumblies into school on that day of the shooting testified that he never directly asked the parents to take their son home that day. But later that day, Jennifer Crumbly told police that they wished they had taken him home. WJR senior news analyst Marie Osborne joins us for more on on what evidence was presented today in court. Hi, Marie. Yeah, there are so many important notes that were hit here in the last couple of days. So we'll start with that school uh, school counselor, Sean Hopkins. He met with Ethan Crumley and his parents on the morning of the school shooting because Ethan had been caught watching violent videos in class. He said overall that he'd seen students with depression and anxiety after the pandemic. So he thought um, he believed that the shooter should stay in school the day of the killing or he could stay in school because he feared he was suicidal. He said he felt Ethan Crumbly was safer at school than at home alone because his parents were planning to go back to work that day. Hopkins testified he told the parents that he wanted their son to be seen by a therapist that day if possible. But he said it was made clear to him that it wasn't possible to do that day because the parents had to return to work. The jury also saw a piece of video from the Crumleys talking with investigators after the shooting. The parents talked about the meeting at school. The parents said school officials said they were told their son was welcome to stay at school or they could take him home. But Jennifer Crumley said, and I really wish we and her husband finished her thought by saying, would have taken him home. 
And at one point, the parents were taken into a room where their son was detained, the mother asking him why, why, why. And as they were leaving, James Crumley, his father, could be heard saying repeatedly to his son, I love you. And Chris, one last thing today, uh, this morning at the trial, um, we heard from Jennifer Crumley's boss who said that he always made it a point to let his employees have time off, off for family matters. And he described that day what happened when she went for the school meeting, then came back to the office and that she looked down. And then all of a sudden she said, I, I have to go, I have to go. And then because there had been a school shooting, he said he felt fear and shock and sadness for her. And then, importantly, he said he received a message from Jennifer Crumley saying, the gun is gone, so are the bullets. OMG, Andy, he's going to kill himself. He must be the shooter. I need a lawyer at the substation with police. Ethan did it. So this is very, very gripping testimony for the jury to be hearing today. It is, it is gripping testimony. Um, and, and again, I think that that will, that's going to play in a lot of these situations in in the minds of these jurors but again remember this is about was there guilt here is there guilt on behalf of the parents taking a a, not taking a child home is does that implicate somebody for murder i these are these are the tough questions that i think the jury really has to sit down with at the end of the day because this is incredibly gripping testimony as you mentioned but does it prove Guilt. Guilt in that uh, the negligence led to the shooting. We should also say that she, you know, there never during all these conversations that took place with the school did Jennifer Crumley tell them that they had bought a gun for their son or that he had been having hallucinations. So the, she never said those things to them. So the jury, that might be playing in the jury's mind as well. Yeah, I, the information that wasn't given or or withheld or not offered up, I, I yeah, I think all of that is at play here. Uh, interesting stuff. This will continue. Uh, we'll be following it. Marie, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, we got to take a break. Yesterday, Pete Hoekstra, who was uh, at least elected by some in the Michigan GOP to be the new chair of the state Republican Party, was in Washington, D.C. What was he doing there? We'll talk with him next on JR Afternoon.